0: Hey everybody, welcome to Salem Fields Community Church and happy Father's Day to all the dads worshiping with us today. Know that we're grateful for you and hope that you enjoy a special meal today and even an extra nap. Welcome to Salem Fields Community Church again and Happy Father's Day. And we recognize that for some of us here, Father's Day may be a little difficult. Perhaps you've recently lost your dad or maybe you don't have a relationship with your dad. But know this, that regardless of your situation with your earthly father, You have a Heavenly Father who loves you and cares for you beyond what you can imagine. And we celebrate that today. So be sure to check in on social media, let your friends know that they can join you for worship from their own living room with coffee in hand. And we also want to invite you to continue to give faithfully in your tithes and offerings. There's a number of ways that you can do that electronically, including the text to give option through the website. The give button on the top of the live stream page or you can also mail in a check and know that we want to hear from you and also pray for you so help us out by filling out a connection card and you can do that by visiting salemfields.com contact or by clicking the blue button on the top of the live stream page. And if you don't currently receive our weekly e-news, you'll want to fill out a connection card form, so that way you're kept up to date with all that's going on in the life of the church and in the community. And speaking of which, we have a bunch of exciting news to share today. The first being, we're regathering and reopening our building for worship very, very soon. And we're planning to hold one live in-person service beginning Sunday, July 5th, at 9 a.m. And in that, we're going to be following all social distancing and sanitizing protocols. And that includes mandatory wearing of a mask when in the building. We're going to have separated seats and there won't be any children's or youth ministry services to begin with. But as always, we will continue to offer worship online at all of our regular worship times. So really no worries if you're not ready to come back to the building just yet. And you can find more information about our reopening plan at SalemFields.com. So second piece of exciting news, Celebrate Recovery, which is our recovery ministry here at Salem Fields, will resume meeting at the church building at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, June 25th. And Celebrate Recovery, if you didn't know, is for anyone and everyone with hurts, hang-ups, you name it, as well as addictions. So spread the word. And we're also gonna be following all social distancing requirements and mandatory mask wearing as well with that. And if you have any questions, please email our small groups pastor, jason at salemfields.com. And third piece of exciting news, we're moving forward in the next step of our pastoral selection process with our nominee, James Hayward. And which our church board secretary Chris Barham is going to be sharing more about that later in the service. But above all else, we ask you to please be in prayer for James and for our church community as we seek God's will for the next chapter of ministry here at Salem Fields. There's so much exciting news, um, but one last reminder before I forget, um, every Sunday we're going to continue to have a special kids ministry program at 1020, followed by a youth ministry program at 1035, and you can visit that at SalemFields.com live, and also by Facebook live. So there's lots of great stuff, lots of God stuff going on here at Salem Fields as we seek to share real hope with anyone everywhere. But of course, none of this would be possible without the love and the grace of the one who seeks to be Lord of all in our lives. Know that we're glad you're here.
1: No matter how old we are, we always remember what our dads say and do. My dad is more like Jesus than your dad. Nuh-uh. My dad doesn't let anybody eat any food until we pray for it. My dad prays for one minute every day. You know what? Our church has pancakes. This is what my sister and mom use for their blush. My dad says that mean kids never know what they're talking about. Because their parents don't know what they're talking about either. My dad says to punch meanies in the face. Then my mom says, don't ever do that. And my dad goes to time out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad's beard is itchy whenever he kisses me. My dad takes me to church so we could learn to be just like Jesus. My daddy prays for me. Then he makes me stop talking and go to bed. Then I get a flashlight and read my comic book. That's a sin. He's sinning. No, I'm not. Sinner. No, I'm not. R2. R2. I'm not, R2.
3: I'm not, I'm not.
1: My dad said that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. My dad never stays mad at me. My dad taught me to forgive, because Jesus forgives us every time we ask. I want a mohawk. I wish I had hair. It's okay, your hair will
3: probably grow back.
1: Thanks for being our dad
3: for all our
1: lives.
2: So good, so good Your love is patient, love is kind Your love is never hard to find Forever I am yours and you're mine Alright, alright, oh Never, never have I ever, ever found a love So good, so good
0: Worship team for that great time of song. I'm here today to read you our verses for today. Our verses come from Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 21. Do not put away riches for yourselves on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them. Thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, put away riches for yourselves in heaven. Their moths and rust do not destroy them. Their thieves do not break in and steal them. Your heart will be where your riches are. Again, Matthew six
2: nineteen 19-21. Oh, how high would I climb mountains If the mountains were where you hide Oh, how far Scale the valleys. i running If just to shadow Me through the night Trace my steps Through all my failures I am. you make made to move mountains wherever I stand. And if ever I walk through the valley of death, I'll sing through the shadows my song ever sends. From the gravest of all valleys come the pastures we call graves. A mighty Going upwards from a deep but empty grave, I will praise you on the mountain, I will praise you in the mountains and all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're.
4: Hello again, church. This is Chris Barham, your leadership board secretary, and I just want to remind you again about our unanimous choice of James Hayward for the next lead pastor of Salem Fields. Uh, This has been a real process for everybody concerned, but we know that God has led us every step of the way, and so we're asking you to prayerfully seek God's guidance in this as well, we will be voting this coming week for James. Uh, any church member 15 years or older may cast their vote. Uh, if you're not sure about your membership status, please email marie at salemfields.com. A few details about the voting we will have voting available from 5 to 7 p.m. this coming Wednesday, and then next weekend from 7 to 8 p.m. Saturday evening, and 1 to 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon. This is in-person voting only. There is no provision for online or proxy voting, and we'll have a table set up at the front door where you can just drive in and cast your vote. It is really important that members of the church prayerfully consider this decision, uh, but we know God will lead you in this as well. And on another note, we have a meet and greet scheduled with James via Zoom on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. You should be getting an email or e-news uh, to tell you about this and how to log in. We do ask that you have, if you have questions for James, that you either email them to me at clanbar at Verizon.net or to enter them into the chat during the actual zoom meet and greet Uh, this way you can ask whatever questions you have of james and he will be happy to respond to them Uh, in this day of the coronavirus we have to be creative about how we can do these things but we want to make sure we offer you that opportunity at this time we're going to hear a couple of testimonials from other board members about james Uh, we'll hear from melanie cobb and then alan payne and then matt chow will lead us in some prayer It's been a real honor to be working for you in this process and I know God will continue to lead us all.
1: Hi Salem Fields, my name is
0: Melanie Cobb. I'm one of your church board members. I wanted to take an opportunity to say thank you for your encouragement and prayers and support as we have been searching for God's will in finding our new pastor. The good news is we have made a nomination of James Hayward. James was a former pastor at Salem Fields. He and his wife Rose are amazing people. James is a good friend, a man of God, and he is super excited to meet each and every one of you. So I hope over the next few weeks you have an opportunity to look at James's um, videos online, possibly meet with him, and get a little bit more information prior to us taking our vote. If you have any questions, please let the church board know. We're more than happy to answer anything that you may want to know. Thank you so much.
5: Hi there, I'm Alan Payne, and I want to just say a few words about the pastoral transition process that we've been going through and about our candidate, James Hayward. First of all, uh, I'm always amazed how God can use a man-made system or process executed by flawed human beings to enact his will. And I know although the timeline for this transition has seemed long, I am convinced that God's timing is perfect and that James is God's choice as our next lead pastor. I've known James for almost 20 years, and I'll tell you three things that I've learned about him over that time. First, James has aged much better than I have. Secondly, James has lived his life with integrity, with a passion for God, and with a passion for people. And third, I know that James has always loved Salem Fields and the Fredericksburg community. So I'm thrilled to have James as our candidate, and I really look forward to what God wants to do at Salem Fields in the future.
6: Hello, Salem Fields Community Church. My name is Matt Chow, and I have the privilege of serving on the board at Salem Fields Community Church. Uh, Today, I just wanted to share with you some scripture that I find Very useful during this time of uncertainty it is from Joshua 1 9 it says have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord God is with you wherever you go now this was the Lord's promise to Joshua um, during the time that there was a lot of uncertainty and the Hebrew people were probably very frightened and scared They had just been led out of Egypt by Moses. And you know, Moses did amazing things, such as part the Red Sea. So now it was Joshua's turn to lead the people to the promised land that God had promised for them. Um, But as you can imagine, he probably was scared and frightened um, and really had some big shoes to fulfill. But the Lord promised that he will be with them and wherever he goes. commands him not to be frightened or scared and that really applies to what we're going through in today's um, climate that we have a lot of people that may be frightened or scared but we as the church should come alongside them and just show our love with them and be a shining light in the community Um, let me let me pray with you guys dear lord we thank you for all that you have done for us. We continue to trust in your guidance that you will be with us wherever we go. And we ask that you use us to reach out to our community, to change hearts, to change lives um, one by one, that we can change people to further your kingdom. And we praise these things all in your name Amen.
3: Good job, Lauren. Okay, I got it. Dad. Okay,
1: don't forget to carry the one. Dad. Okay, that was delicious. Thank you.
5: Hold on there, kiddo. Dad. Say cheese. Cheese. There you go. Okay, just one more. Hold your trophy up a little bit higher.
3: Dad. Good morning, good morning,
2: good morning. It's time to rise and shine. Mm. Dad. I love
5: it. Um, no. Dad. Dad. And they were here first. So
3: Dad.
2: We-
5: so you want to go catch a movie at like 7.30 or something?
3: <sighs> Dad.
5: And one more. Okay, oh, one more. Okay,
2: let's go.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Come on, just one more, one more. Dad.
5: I'm so proud of you. Now you just gotta get a job.
1: Dad.
5: You look beautiful.
3: Oh,
6: Dad. Uh, And stand just a little closer together and move just a little bit to the left, uh, my left. Uh, a little more.
2: Dad.
7: Well, happy Father's Day, all you dads out there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Pastor Jerome Hancock, and I want to say we love you, and we're happy for each one of you. I'm happy for Father's Day. In fact, my wife gave me this spiffy-diffy little gift that I've got, you know, I've been preaching on video, and I don't have any crowd, I don't have any people listening to me. So she gave me this thing that's kind of like the crowd sounds. You know, like they got laugh tracks on those sitcoms on TV. Well, I have my own. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Track. Like, watch this. When I'm saying, Oh God, you are so wonderful and blessed, such a blessing in my life.
2: Praise the Lord. Yeah. Let's
7: see. Just press the button and good things happen. And then you uh, think about how wonderful it is to be a Christian and you just say, I love the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, see, it just helps me. It pumps me up. And it's been hard without all of that help. So I just want to encourage you today, even at home, you can say amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah, or I hope he quits soon. No, don't say that one. But uh, I want to encourage you that God loves you and it's good to be on the team and it really is good to hear from you folks and sometimes you send in notes by email or whatever and that's always a great help and encouragement to the staff and to all of us here at Salem Fields Community Church. We love you. We're glad to be a family. and We're looking forward to that first service together in uh, just really a few days and so I hope you'll be a part of all of that. In the meantime, I was thinking about that video just a moment ago, Dad. Well, yeah, it's one of those sentimental, tear-jerker, heart-tugging kind of videos, but it really does make us think about the important things in life. It really does make us think in the middle of all this upheaval and pain with COVID and all the unjust, unnecessary prejudice and our world unrest. There's so many things to distract us that it's vital that we pause and think about the important things of life, the things that are forever, the things that never go away, like our children, our families, and love. And when we think about those big things, we think about how quickly time here passes. So those thoughts raise some important questions like, have I done a good job? Come on, dad, think about it. Have I done a good job? What does it all mean? Hopefully you have done a good job. Hopefully you have shown your children and your loved ones that real meaning and purpose are found only in total surrender to the sovereign God of the universe who created us. The God who loves us so much that he became one of us as Jesus Christ and he came to die on the cross for our sins and rise from the dead to give us the hope of eternal life. Hopefully. You've shown your family, your children, your loved ones, the people you influence, what it means to really live for him with authenticity, saying, oh, God, you are Lord of all. Praise the Lord. I just want to say, father, mother, influencer, family member, friend, if you have done that, you've done a good job. And if you say, well, I haven't done that, you know what? You can start today. You can start today, right now. God has his arms outstretched, said, come on home. Let me help you and change the whole direction of your life. God says, I make all things new. Satan says, it's too late. Well, see, he's the liar. Even just Jesus got to call him a liar. So it's okay for me to call him one. He's a liar saying it's too late because God says, now is the day I make all things new. So who are you going to believe? I pray that you'll listen to your heavenly father on this Father's day let him direct you in your steps. I want to take a moment and pray for you. And dads, all you who influence moms, grandparents, friends, think about how you're living your life. Think about the important things. And can you truly say, he is Lord of all? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love to us. As we think about Father's Day and family, as we think about what it means to do the important things in life, I pray that you'd help us all to do the important thing of surrendering our whole lives to you and saying yes to your will and then living lives of authenticity so that our family and friends neighbors co-workers everywhere we go people will see that we love you and we truly are saying you are lord of all so speak to our hearts and help us to say yes to your will as we praise you and lift up our hearts in song in jesus name we pray amen
3: What gift of love could I offer to a King? What weight of worth could be held within my offering? When He alone is worthy, a glory song. Treasure held in an alabaster John I bring The cross of Christ has seen that there is him not him yet I own
7: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. I love the whole concept of saying that, and I love that new take on the doxology. Praise God. And it is from him that all our blessings flow. And as true Christians, that should not only be a song we sing, that should be the lifestyle we live, a lifestyle that knows all we have or all we ever hope to have comes from Him. He is our provider. That's when we really begin to realize He is Lord of all. Realizing is a great step though, but making personal all of this is the challenge. It's one thing to have it in your head, but it's really got to come into your heart so that you understand that He is Lord of all of my heart and my life. Can you say that today? He is Lord of all of me, my time, my talent, my treasure. (laughs) <laughs> we used to talk about in church about hypocrisy, you know, the hypocrites and how there's too many hypocrites in the church. By the way, if you ever stay away from church because they're hypocrites at the church, that means you're letting a hypocrite come between you and God. You know what that means, don't you? That means the hypocrite's closer to God than you are. And so I want you to just kind of think about that. And so when I think about hypocrisy, though, they say that the greatest form of hypocrisy is a teenage boy and a teenage girl holding hands, looking goo goo gaga in each other's eyes, sitting in the back of church, singing, Jesus is all the world to me. Well, we understand that we can get our eyes on other things than Jesus very easily, and a lot of things that there's nothing wrong with, like that, but we need to recognize how important it is to keep him at the very apex of all of our lives, at the point where he sits on the throne, and I don't sit there anymore. He is Lord of all. Praise the Lord. You see, the foundational cornerstone of all of Christianity is that fact. Jesus is Lord. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2, 9 through 11, God has exalted him to the highest place and has given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's the will of God. And it may not happen here on earth that everybody will say that, but there will be a day when we all stand together at heaven's door and we kneel and we say, he is Lord. And every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. And so the challenge is, have you learned how to do that now? Because there is a king of glory like we can sing. There is a lion roaring and his name is Jesus. There's one place though in the whole universe where that may not be accepted. All of heaven and earth proclaim his lordship and that lordship is proclaimed in all of nature, but there's one place that it may not be accepted and that's your heart. Your heart, think about that. You can block off the lordship of the God who holds the universe in the palm of his hand. Oh, I don't wanna be in that position. I wanna have that heart that's open to his will. How many of you have ever heard the word oxymoron? I know that's kind of a long word, but it just simply means two words put together or a little phrase put together that doesn't make any sense put together, like jumbo shrimp. See, that's, that's two funny words that don't really go together. Good grief. <laughs> or how about this one, nonstop flight. Ooh, I'm on this thing forever, huh? You see, those words don't really fit together, but the world's greatest oxymoron, the highest oxymoron, the most oxymoronic one of all is no Lord. Those two words just don't go together. No and Lord don't go together. They're like, you know, they repel, they don't attract. They don't go together. You can't say, no, Lord. You can only say, yes, Lord. So the biggest question is, is Jesus Lord of all of you? See, 65% is not enough. 85 is not enough. The old ivory soap, 99 and 44, 100% is not enough. No answer will suffice except Jesus is Lord of 100% of me. Now, normally, if it weren't for the COVID virus, we would have just seen the end of the NBA, the National Basketball Association playoffs. It would have been in the last week or so. And so I love basketball, and I've been involved in some great things. Our team won the uh, state championship when I was in high school, and we've had some great times. I had the chance to play in college and tore up my knee and that kind of stuff. But I love watching basketball and those players. And I was thinking if I were the coach and our team was in that last game of the NBA playoffs, I mean, the seventh game, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, this is it. All 90 or 100 games we've already played behind us all stacked together into this one game, I wouldn't be mincing any words. I wouldn't be beating around a bush. I'd give it to you straight because this is the big game. This is the one for all the marbles. Everything, all the hard work, all the pain, all the problems, the commitments, the workouts, all boil down to this one game. The season will be over. There is no second chance, no do-overs. We got to get it all done now. We got to give her all in this game. Don't leave anything out on the floor. Let's give it all. Now, you see, if you understand that reference in sports, you understand the importance of that kind of speech. And I've told you before, I'm really like a coach. I say, if this makes sense, let's do it. Well, you got to understand, in reference to your life, how important this is. This is your one life, people. This is the only one you get. You need to really understand this is really already the big game. When it's over, there's no second chance. There's no do-overs. So how can you know that you have what it takes to win in this big game called life? How can you know that he is Lord of all of you? Well, you need to stop, press the pause button, and take a good, honest look at your life. That's why I felt led to prepare this three-part series titled Lord of All. I want you to think about it because there are three main areas that give a clear indication whether Jesus is Lord of all in your life. The first week we asked, is Jesus the Lord of all your time? You can say Jesus is Lord of me and spend all your time on yourself and your own pursuits and pleasures, and you're not going to give a very convincing testimony, are you? You've got to say, Jesus is Lord of all. And if you're going to say that, just show me your calendar. It will testify for you. Then we ask in the second week, is Jesus the Lord of all your talent? You see, I have found in life, at the end of most days, I am tired. I'm, I'm worn out, whether from good hard work or from just goofing around. Either way, I get tired. Do you get tired at the end of the day? Then you have to ask yourself, did that day's energy go for anything that mattered? Is your life's energy going for anything that really matters? Have you given him your abilities, your talents, so that you're doing with your time what really matters? And today we're asking, is Jesus the Lord of all your treasure? Treasure. Now, I know immediately, People say, oh, there he is talking about money. Well, I just want you to know, number one, I don't have any trouble talking to people about money. Because if you can't give Jesus your all, including money, then you're holding back. You have not surrendered your all to him. And so I want to encourage you to be a person who is a faithful tither and giver. I've always found if I preach about giving, people really support and agree with it, except for the folks who don't give the ones who complain are the ones that don't give. In fact, you might just kind of look your attitude over right now and see how you're responding to what I'm saying about giving right now. You know, I I went the other day, it was the first time I'd eaten out for weeks because of the COVID virus. And I went to Applebee's. They let a few of us get in there and eat. And man, we had a wonderful time. And you know what they did? I could not believe it. At the end of the time before I left, they made me pay money for the food that I had eaten. (laughs) I was kind of shocked. I thought they were glad to see me. I thought I was doing them a favor, showing up and eating some of their food. No, they said you got to pay. Well, how about that? Well, you know, God has established a system for how we pay for things when we worship and have what we call the church. And that is through tithes, one tenth of all that we have going to the Lord and the rest in offerings. And so we have ways to give to support ministries around the world. And when we realize that it all comes from God, we don't have any problem giving that portion. Back to him. Now, here's the real point. That really isn't what I was going to preach about in this section. You just kind of made me think of all that, and I needed to share it with you because you can't say Jesus is Lord of of all until you surrender everything, you treasure to him. You see, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, which is in Matthew chapters five through seven, he said in chapter six, verses nineteen to twenty-one, in the Sermon on the Mount, main place Jesus really spoke and gave us so many of his thoughts. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, when I hear Jesus speak about that, the first thing I want to ask is, What do you treasure? What's really big in your life? What's important to you? Your time and talent, job and career, success and fame, power and authority, hobbies and fun, sex and thrills, freedom and leisure. Things like that always seem to be bobbing around near the surface, but I really want us to go deeper. Will you go deeper with me today? What about those most important things? From earlier, children, spouse, family, loved ones, and friends. And what about those eternally important things? Life, eternity, God. What do you treasure? Your answer says a lot about you. So the second question is, where is your treasure? Don't keep it where vermin can destroy it and thieves can steal it. You see, my wife and I, Brenda is my wife's name, we've saved for our retirement since the early days. So we have now in retirement what you would call our life savings. Now, where we keep that is very important to us. In these days of economic upheaval, I would often, often like to just get it all out and put it in a tin can in the backyard. But since we can't really do that, we try to keep that part of what we treasure in the safest, most trustworthy place we can find. Now. If you and I understand that financially, shouldn't we do it in other areas as well? Where do you safely keep all your dreams and goals? Where do you safely keep all your loves and desires? Where do you safely keep all your family and loved ones? Come on, is there really any truly safe place? Well, you know the answer because you know where I'm going with this. The only true safe place for all the treasure in your life is in the hands of God. Jesus calls it heaven. As parents, Brenda and I have spent a lot of hours and long nights burdened praying for our sons. They've been away from God or going through trying times. Oh man, the burden is heavy. And often we have cried out in the night, Lord, you gave them to us. We dedicated them to you as infants. We continue to leave them in the love and safety of your big hands. And by the way, parents, they're his anyway. Can we leave them in his safe hands? Even when we're burdened, yes, we can. Even when it comes down to money, we know the only safe place to keep our financial treasure is in God's big hands. He's given us everything we have. So we've been faithful and joyfully, thankfully giving our tithes and offerings back to Him. And we know He will supply all our needs according to His big riches. <laughs> and glory, not ours. Wouldn't you rather have God's big bank account than your little dinky one? I just say praise the Lord. My father is rich in houses and lands. He's got the wealth of the world in his hands. His pockets are full of rubies and diamonds, silver and gold, whoo, and he is my dad. And I know he's gonna take care of me. It's all his anyway. You believe that, don't you? So what do you treasure? Where is your treasure? And is your treasure in the safe place? Is it where vermin can destroy and thieves can steal or is it in God's big hands? You don't wanna to come to the end of your life and find that everything you hold dear, everything you treasure has been destroyed or stolen. You don't wanna feel that it's all just falling through your hands. You don't want that to happen. There's no safe place for what you treasure in this world. No safe place. Oh, but we may put it all in his big hands, we receive everything we really treasure. See, I, I can testify to that because I'm 70 years old. And I'm still having a good time. <laughs> I still love my wife and my kids and their families. And you know what? They still act like, like they like me. Praise the Lord! I still fi- feel like I have something worthwhile to do. I still feel like I can be involved in helping find helping people find Jesus. I still feel like something significant is happening in my life. And I have peace, knowing someday I will see him face to face and hear him say, well done, in in. Is there anything better than that? Is there anything better than that? Come on, you know, there isn't building buildings, making money, nothing's better than that. And God wants to give all that to you. And if you have it, rejoice and say, amen. If you don't have it, just say, Lord, forgive me. Come into my heart and give me that power and that victory. You see, whatever you treasure, would you just give it to him? Have you? Have you accepted his lordship over everything in your life? If you have, you can celebrate and you can have joy and peace and know the glorious eternal hope that he has for us. If you haven't, received it just simply ask him into your heart like I said earlier and when you do you will receive more than you could ever imagine so you see friends here's the bottom line here's what I really want you to get my my only motive in all of this is that you would have all the joy that God has for you all the peace all the blessings that's what I want and it only comes when he is Lord of all if you ever really expect to be right with God And you expect one day to hear him say, well done, faithful servant. Enter into the joys of my eternal kingdom. If you want to hear that, there has to be first a major change in your normal, natural way of operation and your normal, natural attitude. Things have to change from my time, my talents, my treasure to God's time, God's talents, God's treasures. You understand that, don't you? And you do understand, I pray, that you can't make that happen on your own. It's not just one of those things where you go, okay, I'll do better, preacher. I'll work harder. No, it doesn't work that way. This requires a God-given miracle of heart, a change of heart that only God can give. In the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, he says, I want to take out your heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. That's not something you or any earthly doctor can do. Only Dr. Jesus can do it. It only happens when you have confessed your sins and you have received his forgiveness. You have believed because I have confessed, he has forgiven me and you've begun to walk the new life of Christian experience. And then you begin to say, Lord, I want to surrender this whole life back to you so that you can use me in your service. So I surrender all to you. And he fills you with his Holy Spirit. He sanctifies you and gives you a new heart that has the right spirit. When all of that happens, you'll truly be able to say he is Lord of all. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. We're going to be saying that for eternity. Let's go ahead and start practicing now. I love you. God loves you. That's the way it should be, and I hope your prayer is like the song we're going to sing in a moment. It just simply says, Lord, I am yours, and hallelujah, you are mine. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you know every person that's listening right now from the youngest to the oldest, and I pray in your mighty matchless name that you would speak to their hearts, and if they know you as Lord of all, they would rejoice and say, i got to share this with somebody else. And if they don't know you, help them to rejoice and say, I sure am glad offers it to God offers it to me, and I'm going to receive it right now. And I'm going to open my heart and become all that God can enable me to be. Praise the Lord. We cast aside doubt, we rebuke Satan, and we just say, Lord, open some new hearts and help them to receive what you have for them. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.
2: above the
0: God has given you and me so much, and he wants nothing less than total surrender. And it may sound scary, but it's an amazing thing for all of us who have said yes. And here at Salem Fields, we have a bunch of opportunities to help you connect and grow in your faith throughout the week. On Monday at 2 p.m., we'll be having our Deeper Dive on Facebook Live, where Pastor Jerome will be going deeper into some of the things that he brought up in today's sermon. So if you have any questions that you'd like him to address, please email DeeperDive at SalemFields.com. And then on Tuesdays, our student ministries will be taking over social media channels. On Wednesdays, we have our Worship Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. on Facebook Live. On Thursday, we have our Family Connect with fun ideas for children and families each week at 11 o'clock on Facebook. And Friday, we have our Zoom prayer gathering at 9 a.m. And just a quick reminder that next weekend, our pastoral candidate, James Hayward, will be bringing the message online at all of our regular service times. And members are also invited to invote at the times listed at the bottom of your screen. So we're excited for all that God is doing, and we invite you to join us on that journey. So happy Father's Day, God bless, and have an awesome week.